Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here today, and I hope that you're excited <laughs> to be listening too. All right, I'm diving right into this one. We are we are not we are not stopping to collect 200 bucks. We are just going right past right past. <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm gonna call this one. Be mindful of what you plant. Be mindful of what you plant. Now, you know, there's always a story, right? To like go with these, these episodes, how these suckers come to life. So, all right, I'm going to give you a little, a little background story. Okay. So about 20 years ago, <laughs> excuse me, about 20 years ago, um, I wanted to make my mother's um, gravesite, right? So it was this past weekend was the first. Uh, 41st, 41 years. It's it's just unbelievable to me that my mother has been gone, uh, physically gone for 41 years, but it was the 41st anniversary of my mother's death of her murder. Um, and every once in a while, this happens, right? The cycle of years where that day is May 7th, and then the very next day will be Mother's Day. Like every, every however many years it takes, that happens. So it was like a full weekend of like mom stuff, right? So every year I have these rituals and these ceremonies, these things that I do to um, honor both her life and her death. And I like to go, I go down to Massachusetts and I do all these things. I'm just giving you this backstory so you know. So about 20 years ago, when I went down to the cemetery, now the thing about visiting the cemetery that's, you know, in some ways kind of sad, but in some ways also really nice is that a lot of my family is buried in the same spot. So where my mom is now, right next door, like literally like next, you know, like right there, next headstones over is basically like my grandmother, my uncle, my aunt, my cousin, Bunny, and my mother. So there's five of them like right there. And, um, and then up in the back section is my cousin, Timmy. Uh, he's there as well. So there's six family. It's like one, I would say it's like one stop shopping, right? Like I stop and I get to visit with everybody. So when I, uh, about 20 years ago, when I went down to try, when I first moved back from California, back to the East coast, I wanted to make my mother's plot, her headstone area look wicked nice, right? Who doesn't? <laughs> and um, I was like, I went and I got these little plants. Okay. I want you to imagine this. They were these little like perennial looking uh, plants and they had little pink flowers on them. And I just thought, oh my God, these are so cute. And they're going to grow a little bit and every year they'll bloom and whatever. Let me tell you about these fucking plants, you guys, these little tiny, cute, unassuming per like little pinky flower things grew into beasts. I mean, like 
beasts. They grew into these bushes. First of all, I got bamboozled. Let me tell you, I don't know a hell of a lot. I'm a city kid, right? So I don't know a lot about like growing plants and growing things and like stuff like that. So when I went and picked these out, I just assumed, oh, they're not going to get much bigger. I wasn't looking at spacing and size and height and how these things do. I was just like, this is me. Oh, they're cute. Look at the little pink flowers, right? So these suckers grew wide. They didn't get wicked tall, but they would get bushy and wide. And they started to cover up like my mother's like on the front of her stone, right? Like where, where the, you know, the last name is like, boom. And I was like, okay. So like the first year, not too bad. And I would like go down and I was like, okay. So it be started to become this thing where I had to cut them back every year. So in the beginning, it was just a little pruning. Okay. I'm going to make my point. Stay with me. In the beginning, I would like do a little pruning. Then it got to the point where they were becoming un, un, unwieldy. Like it was just out of control. So every year I've had to like cut them down to like stubs down to like nothing, like no branches, no leaves, no whatever. I would just hack them down and hack them down and hack them down, right? Now, those of you who are gardeners, those of you who know about plants and pruning, you're probably cracking up laughing right now. I was probably doing these plants a service. I was probably helping them to grow stronger when that is not what I wanted to do. All I knew is I'm like, I don't want them blocking my mom's name. I got to hack these things back. Okay, here's the thing. About 10 years ago, I just decided that's it. I need to be done. I need to, I need to like uproot these things and get rid of them. They've become too much. They're taking up too much space. They're out of control. They're becoming a problem. They're getting in the way now. Okay. So for about 10 years, I've tried to figure out a way to get rid of these things. I would bring my shears. I would bring my little gardening, like little digger tools. I would do like all these things. And I was like, I could never, excuse me. <laughs> I could not get rid of these things. Okay. Enter May 7th, 2022. <laughs> Hold on. I got to take a sip. So I go down there, but this time you guys, I go down prepared. I go down with gloves. I go down with not one shovel. I go down with a regular shovel, like with kind of like the rounded pointy tip. And then I go down with like a, a post hole digging kind of a shovel. And it's like probably about like, I don't know, like 12 inches long and thin and sharp. I take that sucker. I take two, uh, what are those things cut? Uh, those things that cut, you know, when you go clunk, clunk and you clamp them together and it cuts like um, tr um, bush trimmers or branch trimmers, right? I take down two pairs of those plus little, um, like not, not a hoe, but a little garden shovel, like a hand little shovel. And then the thingy that looks like a three-pronged little rakey thingy, right? Like a rake thing, not rakey. You know what I'm saying, right? So I'm like, and, and I take a yoga mat that I can kneel on. And I take these jumbo contracted garbage bags. Like I'm fucking determined, you guys. I'm like, this is it. These plants, these things have taken root for too long. They're going. Today is the day. I go down there, you guys, when I tell you <laughs> it was a battle of the wills. And one of the things I will say about me is that 
when I, when I like lock onto something, when I'm determined to do something, I'm not going to stop. I might take breaks. I might take a rest and stop, but I'm going to, I am not leaving until it's done. When I tell you, you guys, it took me three hours. Not only did it take me three hours, but I got sweaty. I got filthy, dirty. I broke, I snapped one of the shovels, right? That's how, that's how these things, you guys, when I, when I finally extracted them from the earth, they must've weighed like 20, 25 pounds each. The root balls on these things were like twice the size of my head. It was insane. Why am I telling you all of this? Because as I was fumbling around, as I was on the ground, swearing and cursing and begging my mother to help me, like send in the angels, send in the spiritual team, send in any, any smart ideas I can have, but I figured it out and I just worked my way around it and I worked my way around it and I came in from all sides and I did whatever I needed to do. I got underneath the thing, I pulled on the thing, like I did all these things and I was finally able to unearth these. And while I was doing this, all I kept thinking about was this is, this totally relates to our minds and thoughts and stories and beliefs and programs and conditioning that no longer serves us. Keep in mind now, these were things that I planted like 20 years ago. Okay. And I was like, these things need to go. And it's just like things that get planted in us when we're little kids. So this is why I was saying, right? We have to be mindful of what we plant. You must be mindful of what you plant. The things that you say to yourself, and we'll get to that in a second. Here's what we know to be true, right? The ages, you hear me say this all the time, right? When it comes to like brain science and subconscious reprogramming and the ways that we've been hypnotized by our families of origin, the schools we went to, the churches we went to, the teachers we had, the coaches we had, the shit that was said to us, maybe as a blue collar kid or whatever, right? Different cultures have different expectations and experiences of like what they should do, what life should be like and whatever. Money beliefs, money stories, right? You got to bust your ass. You can't take a rest if you're sick. You got, you know, resting is weakness. That that episode, right? If you listen to that one, resisting arrest like last week, I addressed that whole thing. But this is what I'm saying. From the ages of zero to seven, okay, that third trimester, like when we're still in our mom's belly until the time that we're about seven years old, we are so deeply hypnotizable. We are so deeply programmable. We are like little sponges and we hear everything that's said to us, everything that is said to us about us. You're stupid. You're never going to learn. You're never going to amount to anything. You're too fat. You're too ugly. You're too this. You're too that, right? All the stuff that people very mindlessly, right? Don't think about what they're saying around their children or to their children. These beliefs get absorbed and we become programmed and conditioned and indoctrined into ways of being. <clears throat> so these things that get planted a wicked long time ago, here's something that I want to say. Unlike the plant, I was responsible for planting that. Okay, we'll get to that. Those two plants that grew. All right. But when we're little kids, we are not responsible for those things, those things that are said to us. What we are responsible for is what we 
do with those things when we get older and we start to recognize that those thoughts, those beliefs, those stories are no longer serving us. In fact, they are inhabit inhibiting us. They are no longer helpful. They have become harmful. That they are no longer, um, um, how do I say it? Those, those beliefs, those stories, those tools, those strategies that kept us safe or kept us alive or helped us, we believe helped us. And sometimes they actually did, right? As kids keep us alive. They're no longer working for us. And we must be willing to go in and do some weeding. We must be willing to go in and do some pruning. We must be willing sometimes to go in and pull that motherfucker out. Those beliefs, those thoughts. Now, here's what's so interesting. Um, one of my, my great teachers, and I've heard this in other traditions as well, but I always think of Swami Kripalu Bapuji. Swami Kripalu, the word Kripalu means compassion. And he was my um, greatest, I call him like my spiritual grandfather. He was like a, one of my spiritual grandfathers. And he always taught that you do not have to fight the darkness. You simply turn on the light. Now, in my case, I'm at the cemetery and I'm physically wrestling with these things because they are physical things. They are external, right? These were things I literally had to get on the ground and grapple with. But so much in our lives, the things that we're actually grappling with and trying to quote unquote fight, they're actually mental things. They are things that are in our mind. And instead of fighting it, there is a better way we turn on the light. This is something we talk about a lot in the nest. Last month's module was called Changing Hurtful Thoughts. And one of the things that I was um, teaching on and, and sharing with the members, uh, the nesties, is that you know we don't have to fight a particular thought. What we do is we replace it. We take an old hurtful thought and we replace it with a better feeling thought, right? But we have to be aware, first of all, that we have thoughts that don't serve us, that we have stories that are no longer uh, life-giving or empowering, right? We have to, first of all, recognize, oh, like I'm kind of in my shit, like I'm sitting in this shitty diaper and I keep doing this. I keep repeating like a mantra, these beliefs and stuff that were programmed into our mind from a very young age. Then we have to be willing to accept that they're no longer good, they're no longer helpful, that something, something else needs to happen. So we can elect to change, as A Course in Miracle tells us, all thoughts that hurt. We can choose better feeling thoughts. And it's kind of like what I was doing at the cemetery. I was saying, this is no longer, I know this thing has been here for 20 years, but this thing is not only a nuisance, this, this thing is, is is becoming unmanageable. And sometimes we're going to recognize in our lives that we have thoughts, behaviors, habits, beliefs, stories that have become unmanageable, right? When, when we look back at, at, at addiction and alcoholism and all these different things, these things that people do, cutting themselves, harming themselves, there's a thousand ways to self-harm, right? When we look at those things, we kind of always go back to like, what happened to you? And so often, I, I sometimes often ask, who happened to you? What did your parents tell you about it, your, yourself? What did your siblings, how did your siblings treat you? How were you treated in school? Were you bullied? Did you have um, role models or, or teachers or heroes or people that you looked up to who saw you, who, who reflected back to you your own brilliance? Okay. 
So we have to not only, so here's going back to this. We're not responsible for the shit that was said or done to us when we were little and we didn't have power. We are now as adults responsible for what we do with that stuff. We have to be willing to self-reflect. This is what spiritual mentorship is all about, is recognizing that we have some stories and beliefs and patterns, this subconscious programming that we're walking around with as adults that got in there when we were very young. And we've now got to pull the root ball of these things like out, right? We have got to extract, we've got to mine, and we've got to be willing to let go of these things because they are starting to choke the life out of us. They are getting in the way, just like those bushes were, right? Getting in the way of my mother's beautiful headstone that I wanted uh, you know, to be able to see when I visit, right? But in our minds, you know, sometimes we're not willing to take a look. We just accept and assume it's like, this is just how I am. This is how my family is. This is just the kind of people we are. Like we sometimes don't believe that we're capable of changing. And I say this to you, as long as you are alive and drawing breath and your brain is functioning, you can change. You can choose peace instead of this. You can see yourself, others in the world differently. You can see God source the divine differently too. Because sometimes when you're growing up, that's one of the things that your family, your culture, your church, your whatever, will try to ruin for you. Not on purpose, right? They don't mean to do it purposefully. But there's some things, there's some old beliefs that have got to go. And we can replace them with better things. Just like I did when I went down to the cemetery the next day on Mother's Day, May 8th, and seeing that beautiful, clean, fresh dirt. And I went and I bought some outdoor like soil to, to enliven, to nurture and nourish the, the, the dirt and mix it in in front of the stone. And I planted these four new cute little perennial flowers. I was like, oh my God, these things are so beautiful and colorful and manageable. This is what I should have done all along. But when you know better, you do better. <laughs> and so now I'm like, it's such a joy. And it was so nice to go down and get to enjoy the fruits of my labor, the freedom that I had from extracting these old things, these old things that I was not exactly mindful about when I planted. But man, did I learn that lesson. So here's number two of this. We have to be mindful of what we plant in seed within our own heads, within our own conditioned brain, in our own minds, in our own subconscious, right? It's so important that we watch our inner dialogue, our inner language like a hawk. You know, we have that inner voice. A lot of times when, when people talk about the inner voice, they're talking about the inner critic, right? As a gateless writing teacher, we often talk about there are certain things that we do uh, in a writing uh, salon, in a writing session that quiets that critical mind, right? There are things that we know how to do so that the critical mind is not like, gah, 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 like attacking, 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 right? But there's also another inner voice. And whether you call that the, 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 the voice of Holy Spirit, um, your intuition, your instinct, the voice for God, whatever you want to call it, right? Your, your, um, your divine intelligence. There is another voice within you that um, is the one that help, we should really be listening to. <laughs> so what I'm saying is it's not only the stuff that gets programmed in when we're little kids, 
we also program ourselves again and again and again by repeating it, by saying the same things, by not taking a look at the stories, the beliefs and the bullshit, right? That we put in there and keep alive. Sometimes the people that said those awful things to us, those unkind things, those unhelpful things to us are no longer even on the planet. They're dead and they're in the ground and we're still hitting the play button. We're still repeating these things. So we also have to be mindful of the seeds that we're not only planting in ourselves, but in the people around us, in our children, in our nieces and nephews, in our um, employees, in um, the people who buy our programs or listen to our, or, you know, our podcasts or are part of our social media or follow or, or, or read your newsletters or whatever. Your words have power. So we have to be so mindful about the stuff that we're choosing to plant in the world and put out into the world. We can't just, um, you know, how do I say this? Be, be really footloose and fancy free. We should be vigilant for the quality of our thoughts. We should be vigilant for the quality of our words. We should be vigilant for the quality of our love. So this is what I'm talking about. This month in the nest, we're, we're doing a module called um, Life um, life situation, not life sentences. <laughs> it's about these things that happen for a moment in time. And then we keep dragging them around behind us. Uh, I can't remember if I've ever done, I think I did do a podcast about this, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is I was laughing, thinking about it. Cause these, these little tiny plants that I planted 20 years ago, they were just a little life situation, but they felt like they started to feel like a life sentence like they were never going to end, that they were just going to keep growing bigger and bigger and bigger. But I realized that I had the power to uproot them. And as a spiritual mentor, this is the work that I do with others too. Our lives are shaped by the stories and the beliefs that we tell ourselves. The work that I do is helping people to edit, to, to question, and to write better stories. This is how we transform our life. And I often say to people, and I'm going to probably do a whole episode about this, right? You are not your stories. You are not the story, like you are, not, oh man, the stories that we tell ourselves are not you. You are the teller of your stories. You are not your stories. You are the teller of your stories. And we get to decide what we're going to tell ourselves. So this is what I wanted to share with you today, you guys. Be mindful of what you plant in your mind, in your heart, in the minds of others, out into the world. What are you creating? What are you bringing? And take a look around at your life and notice what needs weeding, what needs pruning, and what just needs to, you need to go deep and dig that shit up and out and get rid of it. Replace it with better stuff. <laughs> and it's totally possible. And I know because I've done it myself and I continue to do it. So to even today, I caught myself kind of having this, um, it's not about not feeling difficult feelings. I'm not one of these spiritual bypasses. But today I found myself kind of thinking something that wasn't actually helpful and it was not in my favor. And I was like, nope, not doing that. And I could give a thousand reasons why it made sense to think that. And, blah, and I was like, nope, we are not getting on that train. We're going to replace that with something better. I am going to move my attention and move my mind to something that is beautiful and powerful, empowering, that has God energy, that has source energy. I brought my mind back to love, to what is possible. 
and I uprooted and I plucked that sucker right out. So that's my invitation to you guys too, okay? If you found that you've got some bushes that are getting out of control in your head, show up with your tools. This is what the spiritual toolkit that I use. Oh, speaking of which, okay, two things. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this, okay? The nest is now open year round. So if this stuff that I talk about uh, resonates with you, if you feel like you're ready to stop trying to do it all on your own and you want some help, just go to karenkenney.com slash nest, sign up. I would love to have you join us. We have an incredible community and membership and mentorship. Also, these things that I talk about all the time, like saying, oh, in the nest, we just did changing hurtful thoughts. And then we also did life situation, not life sentences. These are all part of what I call the spiritual toolkit. And the spiritual toolkit is going to be coming uh, as an offer to you guys soon too, something that you can buy. And do, for the DIYers, right, for the people who want to do this work on your own. And then, of course, obviously, you always have the option to join the NAS. But be on the lookout for the spiritual toolkit because that's coming too. And that's basically what I did is I used the... Uh, the tools that I had, right? I literally went into my shed. I gathered my tools and I went down and I did the work that needed to be done. And I felt so much better afterwards. And this is what spiritual mentoring is like too. All right, you guys, this is what I have for you today. Be mindful of what you plant. Be mindful of those seeds that you're putting in your mind and in the ground and out into the world. Be mindful of what you plant. Wherever you go, May you leave yourself, the people, the place, the animals, and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>